Tuesday to you all, and uh, thanks for tuning in for my second installment of Buying a Boat. This is actually kind of buying selling, so this, this title actually might be saying selling a boat, selling and buying a boat. I don't know. Uh, when it comes to either of these things, uh, you know, it, I've done it. I've done both, and it's not a comfortable thing. And like I said before, you know, none of a boat is not necessary. It is great for everything that you want to like you want to expand yourself into fishing and you want to do more and like you want to become more of a multi-species guy whatever it is it's an extra so remember that when you're taking all this into consideration so to dive into selling and buying uh the first thing i'm going to say is be fair you know what you have you know what you're buying but let's say you know what you have you know what you're selling and uh when you're probably this is actually going to lead to my first and second point but when you're when you're putting a price on a boat and you're bargaining remember most of the things you're coming up with are just trying to control the loss that you have into this boat. So you spent X amount of dollars. You'd love to get those dollars back, every last one of them. And then you also invested money into the boat. So you bolted things on that you really don't want to unbolt and keep because you don't really have use for. So you're also trying to recover that money. And pretty much what I'm saying is at the end of the day, this is a lost cause. When you're when you're investing money into a boat, you can't even call it investing. You're just You're just putting money into a boat. Uh, you're not going to get every dollar unless you really did something spectacular where you took you took something that cost you virtually nothing and built it up into something beautiful. Then yeah, that's an investment. But just buying, just buying a, a you know a regular old boat with a you know a 25 horse and uh, you know a tiller steer with some carpet and you're not you're you're going to be selling you're going to be losing no matter when when you sell this thing you're going to be losing it. And to the next guy that's buying it, that's true for you too. You're going to buy it from this guy. And you are going to lose on it. I promise you, you will go. You are going to lose uh, on it. So when it comes to selling and buying, I, the next one I want to say is expect a counter offer fifteen to twenty five percent less. So let's just use our ten thousand dollars thing we were talking about last week. So you're going to be expecting an offer from seventy five hundred dollars to eighty five hundred dollars. They're going to come back and they're they're going to look at it. They're going to kick the tires a little bit and they're going to be like, take seventy five hundred. And then you're going to say. No, I'll take nine. And then they're going to say, what about 8,500? I'll take 8,500. So that's what I mean. You're going to be coming in at 15 to 25% less typically if you're looking to dump it. If you don't need to dump this thing, then you can, you have a little more strength you can do. Like, no, go away. Don't bother me. Quit being, you know, no tire kickers, please. But realistically, uh, as a seller, you should expect 15 to 25% less. And as a seller, I wouldn't buy one without offering 15 to 25% less. Now, granted, this is all on you. It's not new. None of this is true. So when you're selling a boat, don't sell everything. Um, unless you're completely getting out of boating. But if you're not completely getting out of boating, do not sell everything because you will make no money off those things that you spent money on. And, uh, so what I'm saying that is like, uh, for instance, everybody has to have a life jacket. Well, it depends what you spend on life jackets, you know, but don't sell your life jackets because you're going to need them for the next one. You're just going to be buying them again. Fire extinguisher. Another thing, uh, you're not going to be, you bought this boat and so you had to buy these things to put in this boat to be legal. The next guy can buy them to put them in the boat to be legal. So don't give up your fire extinguisher. Uh, at least in Illinois, and I'm pretty sure all these states, you have to have a paddle. And I know that's ridiculous, especially if you've got a 22-foot lun boat. Like, it's ridiculous, but it's the law. So they sell these little foldable paddles you, you could put in there. But don't sell that. Don't give that with your boat because you're just going to need it for your next one. Flares. I always have flares. That's another thing. Uh, and a whistle. That's another requirement is a whistle. Uh, I'm not sure about flares if that's a requirement. But don't sell everything because you just have to go out and buy it again. Not unless you're looking to upgrade and all that stuff. 
So with the next point, vice versa, to sweeten the pot, you could also, uh, if you're, let's say you're on the verge of, uh, you're on the verge of selling, this guy's on the verge of buying, and you want to sweeten the pot, let's seal the deal. Well, then you do sell everything. But like, I'll tell you what, you take that today for uh, that $9,000 we just talked about instead of $8,500, i will give you the life jackets, I'll give you the extinguisher, the paddle, the flares, the whistle, I'll give you all of that. So... That way you don't have to run out. This boat is drop-in ready. You can leave my house and go put it in, in a lake, a river, and you will be 100% legal if you give me that extra 500 bucks. So as a buyer or a seller, if you're buying and the guy's not budging, uh, you know, you say 8,500 and this guy's saying, nope, 9,500. Tell, tell him, I'll tell you what, I'll meet you in the middle. Nine grand, but you throw, all the, you throw all the required gear in there with it. That might push the sale through. Uh, you might buy a boat of some guy if you're sitting there like, ah, oh, you're not budging, and the guy offers you, hey, I'll, I'll give you everything with it. That's a that's not a bad deal. Granted on what you're buying. So the life jackets, I don't wear a life jacket. I've had comments on my videos about how I don't have a life jacket on. If you see me with a life jacket on, I'll give you a hint. Either One of two things. You better put one on or don't go out on the water that day if I'm wearing a life jacket. I promise. Reason being, I know where I'm fishing. I know how to swim. I know every. I know a lot of things that your average newbie does not know. And so you see a lot of these new kayakers. Kayakers opened uh, open fishing for a lot of amateurs that really don't know anything what they're doing. And they, they like wearing their little vest. The other thing, too, is I think a lot of people like having their little uniform. Like, look at me. I'm a fisherman. I'm wearing my, my PFD. I don't. They're, they get in my way and they're annoying. So what I'm saying is with life jackets, I buy the bare minimum legal ones. So you can go to Bass Pro and there's this pack of four. So the old ones that you see. They're like, uh, they're the orange ones that snap around your neck. Believe it or not, they're actually very safe life jackets because they keep your head above the water for sure instead of just your back. Um, but they're like $40 for a set of four of them. And that's what I buy and I stuff them in the cabinets. I'm legal. I'm good, you know. So there's 40 bucks. An extinguisher, I don't know what an extinguisher costs. I forget. I mean, that's got to be at least $50, $60. A paddle, that's another 20 bucks, 30 bucks, depending on what you buy. Flares, whistle, all that stuff's pretty cheap. But uh, so you're sitting around the fence as a buyer you know, and you're, you're looking at this guy, he wants to sell it, you want to buy it, offer, sell all the stuff with it, you know, um, the other thing to sweeten a pot, as a buyer or a seller, um, let's say they're not giving you the batteries, you know, starting battery, or they should give you the starting battery, but let's say the trolling motor battery, they just replaced, and it's going in this other boat that they just bought, tell them, I'll tell you what, I like that price, but it's going to come with that new battery, otherwise I'm out of here, so tell them, uh, you know, it, new battery, is a good way to sweeten the deal. Another thing too is an additional electronics. So for instance, I just sold the one boat, but I needed the GPS for my next boat. And the only way I was going to let that go is if we got down to like $200, $300 and we're not budging on it. And if the guy said, I'll tell you what, I will give you the extra three to $500. I, I'd probably, that's probably what it would take three to $500. If you leave that electronic in there and be like, Hmm. And the reason why that is worth something other than just the price of the screen is the transducers already wired in there? The power cable's already wired in there. You're good to go. You just need to, uh, you just need to, you know, pay the extra money up front, and then you don't have to worry about adding it in later. I actually did leave a GPS for that guy. It was just an older one. Another thing to sweeten the pot, which I also just did, uh, is have two motors. You know, I have this was a tiller steer boat, so I had the nice Yamaha, and then I had this older Johnson. And I, I had two different prices. Both of them came with the Johnson, but the, the additional cost was also for the 9.9. And buyers really were interested in that. Like, hmm. So I got, they look at it as a backup motor or two different instances on what you would need for a motor. So 
offering a, a secondary motor, whether that be a kicker for a big steering wheel boat or just another tiller steer boat, like, hey, you know, you find out that this one doesn't work and while you're waiting to figure out what you're going to do to repair it, here's another one to throw on there. Might not be worth anything. That Johnson I put on there, I mean, these days prices are ridiculous, but just say just say a normal world that we used to live in, um, it was probably worth two to three hundred dollars. But I got an extra five hundred out of my boat by giving them this motor that I have no use for after that boat's gone. My new one is not a I need a long shaft, not a short shaft, so I had no use. But it actually came in handy uh, by giving it with this boat. And it also reduced my amount of transactions because let's say they said they didn't want the extra motor, I would have went on marketplace and I would have sold it as a second motor. That really sealed the deal when they looked at that. Like you get the boat and two motors, you know, man, an, an electronic. Why not? This thing's ready to go. All I need to do is get it in my name, and this thing's ready to go. Um, and I also said to sweeten the pot off off for of the safety gear. So uh, I'm just going through my notes here. That's what when you hear me say something stupid like that, it's because I'm reading my notes. But uh, yeah, so to sweeten the pot, offer new batteries, additional electronics, old motor, and your safety gear. That might be enough to push, especially when you're on that hairline. You guys both want to save face. This guy wants to get the most amount of money for his loss. You want to give him the least amount of money for his loss because his loss will also be your loss because you're buying a boat. I promise you, you will lose. Maybe not horribly. I've never lost horribly on a boat. So yeah, that's all. Uh, just uh, sweeten the pot one way or the other, whether you're the buyer or the seller. I guess the other way, now that I'm thinking about it, sweeten the pot. If uh, the guy is selling his boat, you could tell him, hey, I'll tell you what, I'll take it. You keep the safety gear. I don't want that. I just want the boat, you know, and then maybe that could get you a few. But if the guy's getting out of boating, that's going to be a hard sell. If the guy's done with boats all together, that's going to be a hard sell. Me, I got rid of my, I needed to save all my safety stuff because it's going on the next one. Otherwise, I'm just buying it again. So remember as a seller, uh, you know, like you get a boat payment or any of this stuff. The one thing as a seller that's going to make this a thousand times easier, I promise a thousand times easier, is to have the title in hand before you sell it. If you decide to sell the boat and then you got to do this thing with the bank so that it gets paid off and the title gets sent and then you got to transfer the title over to the new buyer, it's really a pain. So if anything, if you're really looking to dump your boat, uh, find a way, whether it's getting another loan to pay off a loan so you can get the title in hand. But the title in hand is going to give you so much more selling power. And likewise, for a buyer, uh, you look at a boat and it's got no title. I'll tell you the scenario how there's probably no title. I could, pre- I could pretty much just, like, picture this. So grandpa bought a boat, handed it down to his son. Son didn't really care for it, handed it down to his son. So now it's in the grandson's hands. He hung on to it, it was flipped over in the backyard for a few years. And then you know what? They were having a garage sale. So they got a $100 price tag on it. So at that garage sale, you ask him, hey, how much you want for this boat? I want 100 bucks. And uh, you're like, oh, that's a cheap boat. Uh, where's the title? I don't have the title. And you're thinking, oh, here you go. You got to do all that. And that's just extra lag work. It's extra waiting. There's fees. There's this. There's that. So for me, if there's no title, I'm going to offer the absolute best price I'm going to give you is 35% less than asking price down to 45%, maybe even 50% asking price. And you're going to be like, that's ridiculous. You know, some people are that that's a perfectly good boat. It's way worth way more than that. But chasing the title and the issues with the title, this might be stolen. Somebody might be looking for this. It's not worth my time to pay you full price. You have to have your stuff together when you're selling a boat, have the title, have everything, the title for the trailer, the title for the boat, anything. So, you know, it pretty much, if you've been using this thing, you should have a title. If this thing's been used, or you've been running around illegally. So as a seller, have your title ready. So it's just, you know, sign here and bam, you move on. So uh, having a title in hand will give you a lot more selling power. 
Also, as a buyer, you're going to be more enticed as a buyer to buy something. But this guy probably took this boat rather seriously if he's got all the paperwork for it. You know, maybe he got out of it. You know, life changes, people's interests change. Maybe he just got out of it. He's looking to dump this thing. But he has a title. So that is somewhat more trustworthy than not. Somebody tells me they don't have a title for a car or boat or whatever. And it's like, eh, you know what? This just sounds too fishy for me. I don't want anything to do with it. And it's like, oh, but they just simply lost it in paperwork during a move. I know, but what if I go to do something and it turns out this boat's stolen, you have my money, the police take my boat now, and have a title. Have a title. As a buyer, I definitely would be like, well, uh, you don't have a title. I would do, I mean, 35% if it's an absolute beautiful boat, but 45 to 50% if it's just a regular old boat that you can go also online and uh, buy it from somebody else with the title. But maybe that 50% off, if you're willing to do the legwork and put all that money towards it and time, Maybe it's worth getting it for half off. Leaves you money for your better electronics, more fishing gear, and fines and fees that it takes to uh, register a boat in your name. So now we're going to talk about your used boat that you are going to trade into a dealer for whether another used boat or a new boat. Now, I can tell you on new boats, dealers don't have wiggle room. They just don't. Uh, they build things to pretty close to where they're just making a few bucks on it. They're not making tons of money off a boat as much as you would think. If you hear a child in the background, I apologize. Uh, we're on babysitting daddy duty today. Where your power comes in in this as a as a as a, a buyer slash seller, where your power comes in into this moment is your trade in. So now you took this boat that you bought for ten grand. It's now worth eight grand. Uh, you go in, you're decided, yep, I want a brand new boat. So you sit, you're sitting in the hot seat at the dealer and the guy's like, well, I'll give you six thousand dollars, and you're thinking, well, I know it's worth eight. What's the problem? You know, well, they got to resell it. They got to make their money. That's where the problem lies. But where your power comes in now is you're sitting there in the hot seat. They can't leverage the price of the new boat. They can't. There's just no, I mean, take it or leave it kind of deal. That's the world we live in for new stuff now. But what they can play with is your, is your numbers on your trade. So that guy's sitting there and he's going to tell you your boat's going to be $200 a month for the rest of your life. And you're like, man, you know, $50 a month might be better, you know? So they can't adjust the, you know, they can't change the price of the payments. They can't change the price of the new boat. But what they can change is what they're going to give you on a trade-in. So you tell them, you tell them that, you know this. Hey, you can give me more for the trade to get me to the numbers. I have X amount out of my pocket and I'm going to do the trade. And so now with the trade, uh, you're going to give me uh, $7,200 and they're going to they're gonna throw a fit. And you're going to do the whole bargaining thing again, but it's going to be towards a, it's going to be towards a trade-in. But so now maybe you got your new payment or it just made you cross the threshold where you could pay for cash and you don't pay in cash, I should say, and not even have a boat payment, which is optimal. And But that is where your power is going to be for trade-in. The other thing too is like, so a dealer, remember, like I just said, a dealer makes huge, huge bucks off used stuff. It's just about, I mean, I would love to know the profit margins on a used boat. It's because they really screw these guys over that trade-in boats. You'll have a boat that I'll buy from them used for $25,000. And the guy that traded it in, they gave him $16,000 for you know, they change the oil, check the wheel bearings, bam, nine grand later, you're buying it. Remember that. So you're buying a used boat from them. They have a lot more wiggle room. They're going to tell you, well, we got X amount of hours of our technicians into there. Remember their technicians probably don't make that much. So the, realistically, they don't have as big of an investment into that boat. So you tell them, look, I'm buying a used boat. I'm giving you a used boat. We're going to meet. Uh, you're going to give me X amount for this, or you're going to bring the boat price down to that. But that only works for used boats. And after all this wrestling match, which I've been in, after this wrestling match, do not be afraid to walk away. 
If you have to get up from the table and be like, you know what, you and me, we're just not jiving here. You and me are not getting along. We're not playing nice. Uh, you're you're not being fair. I'm being fair. I'm telling you, here's my numbers. Here's what I have. It's very doable for you, but you're trying to leverage this extra couple hundred bucks out of me that I can't swing, but I know you can. Don't be afraid to walk away borderline. Is there, is there what I'm saying? It's just don't be afraid uh, to walk away. Get up, walk away. They'll call you. You know, If they have your phone number, they'll call you. They'll strike a new deal with you, but don't be afraid to go grab your boat and leave. The other thing too is there's a lot of dealers out there that would love to sell you a boat. I'm buying one. I got I had to get one way north of my house uh, because things just don't work out with the boat dealer by me. Every time I deal, talk to them, it's just it's just grinding gears and just it just doesn't work out. They, not, you know they they're just not good business people to deal with. I'm not saying names obviously because you know they may be your favorite. But for me, I went in there and every time it's just like it was just an uphill battle all the way and then when you leave you don't feel good about the purchase you just made you're like did I do the right thing that was so hard and it was like so like demeaning and it's like do I man maybe I made the wrong thing and you didn't if you go through a nicer situation like I just did a dealer down the street might be like yeah you know what I totally get see what you're coming from we're gonna get you in a boat we're gonna get these numbers to work and they work with you that's kind of what happened with me this last time I've had it with the uphill battle thing and I'm telling you and that boat if I had to do it again back in 25 year old me I would have got up and I would have left you know, if I had to go back and be like, just get up and leave. This guy's not working with you. You're not working well together. Get up and leave. So that's all the tips I have for buying and selling. So just, you know, to kind of run back through it really briefly is, you know, be fair. Realize that uh, a boat is, uh, you're trying to get the most. The guy buying is trying to get the least, Got get it for the least. And you're all trying to, do, uh, pretty much this whole transaction is damage control. This guy knows if he buys it for cheaper than it's worth, he'll probably be able to sell it a lot easier and not lose his ass. You're trying to you're trying to get the money back from where you lost your ass to buy the new one. So that's like the whole thing. You're teeter-tottering those emotions with each other back and forth. And uh, so, yeah, be fair. Be honest. Tell the guy this boat's got a leak. This guy, you know, tell him all these things. Oh, you know what? Uh, the wheel bearing blew out a year ago, and I repacked the bearings. Everything's adjusted. Everything's good to go. Oh, it's got new wheel bearings in it. That should get you a few thousand miles without an issue. Should, you know. Be fair, be honest as best you can. Don't be too honest. Don't scare them out of it either as a seller. Don't scare them out of it. Be like, yeah, this just cost me way too much money. I can't get. I can't wait to get rid of this thing. It cost me too much money. That's not a good selling tactic. You know, tell them, oh, it's been a good boat. I just, my interest have changed. That's why I'm selling it. So, but be fair. And uh, remember, don't sell everything if you're buying a new boat. You're going to need that stuff on your new boat. Uh, sweeten the pot as best you can. But then after you did the best you can, there's not much more you can do. It's just somebody's got to break and go for the deal. Uh, remember as a seller, as a buyer titles, make a huge difference in your day. And in the way this boat's going to go and then trade-ins do not let the dealerships beat you up. There's all kinds of used boats and everything's out there that, uh, it's very easy for you to get your hands on. You don't need a dealer, uh, just twisting you up and treating you like crap to get it. So, all right. So that's it. I don't really have a drop for next week yet. I might, uh, we haven't gotten to Kelsey's corner yet. So I'm hoping one of these days we're going to record it. Definitely going to have a review. Uh, I'll be back from a fishing trip for next week, and I'll probably talk about that. Of course, I'll talk about that. And then, uh, but pretty much, I'm just going to start getting into what I'm doing with uh, transitioning from super fishing to uh, deer hunting. So I know that's coming, but for now, I'm still in fishing mode. So anyway, thanks again for listening to another week of Jim's uh, day, whatever you want to call it. And thanks. Thanks.